Okay, we're up to the Gemara and Daf Tesvav Ahmed Beis. So the Gemara is going to be Ma'irah, a contradiction. We've mentioned this Machlaikis in the past between Rav Yaisi and the Rabbanon, and that is, we know that Karen is uh, the first three times you pay Chatzin Nezek. But this Machlaikis, what if the Karen takes place in the Rishus of the Nizek, meaning that your animal breaks in to the damages property and damages someone? So according to Rav Yaisi, according to Rav Tarfin, I'm sorry, Rav Tarfin, Yechayev Nezek Shalom. The Rabbanon say, no, it's Chatzin Nezek still the first three times. So there's a contradiction in the Mishnah. The Mishnah started off, Midiktani Hashein Muedes, the Mishnah started off by listing five Tam and five Muad. And it said, what's a Muad? Shein. Muad Le'echel. Now where is a Shein Muad Le'echel? We know that a Shein is only a Chayev if it's Bershus HaNizek, if it broke into the property of the damage. So the Mishnah is obviously talking about that. Right, because a shein is potter in Rosh Hashanah, it's potter in a shared area, it's only chayiv in the Rosh Hashanah. So we're, the Mishnah is talking about Rosh Hashanah. We'll keep going then. Uktani, and then the Mishnah said, shein is muid, ain muid is l'shalim kula, but karen is chatzinazik. So the Mishnah is saying, even Rosh Hashanah, if the animal gores, you only pay half, which is the shita of the Rabbanon. So the Mishnah started off by following the Rabbanon because it said, a shein is a muad. Now, where is a shein a muad? Only chatzar and nizik, which means it's talking about chatzar and nizik. And then it said, it karen is chatzar So you see that in the shusan nizik, you only pay half. But then, what did the Mishnah then say? Shar, it listed the five muad, and one of them was shar ha muad, okay? And then it said, shar ha mazik nizik. Then it said, uh, attacking in the shusan nizik. Uh, then it's always a muad, meaning even Karen. So the Mishnah started off by the Rabbanan, but this is clearly Rav Tarfin Shita, that Bershus HaNizik, you pay Nezek Shalim. Reisha Rabbanan is safe for Tarfin, so the Mishnah starts off with the Rabbanan, and then goes to Rav Tarfin, meaning, again, this is the damage's property. The animal breaks in to, animal A breaks into animal B's property and attacks animal B with the horn. So Rav Tarfin says, Yechayv Nezek Shalim, the Rabbanan say, no, Chazi Nezek, the first three times. The first part of the Mishnah implies like the Rabbana, the second part implies like Griftarfin. So what's going on over here? In the answer is yes, the Mishnah is, switches opinions. Don't try to understand the Mishnah. This is the explanation. Reisha Rabbana is safer of Tarfin. The first part of the Mishnah follows the Rabbana, and the Sefer follows the Tarfin. It's not the it's not the, the best uh, option, but that's what the how the Gemara understands it. Rav Allah's Mishri, the Rav Amar, no. Kula Rav Tarfin. Really, the entire Mishnah is Rav Tarfin. That Yechayev Nezek Shalim. Ice in the first part of the Mishnah, it said that a Shein is Chayev, which is Chatzar Nezek. And then it said, but you only pay Chatzin Nezek by the Karen, so that implies not like Rav Tarfin. Reisha Bechatzar, so, meaning in other words, Rav Tarfin holds that if you're in the private property of the damage, you pay Nezek Shalim. But the Mishnah in the beginning implies not like that. So the answer is, the Mishnah in the beginning is a partnership. It's talking about a partnership. The cases where animal A and animal B's the, it, the the attack happens in a field. The field is owned by owner A and owner B. Owner A has permission to leave fruit there, whatever, and owner A no, only fruit. Only A own, owner A only has permission, owner B not, and then owner A and owner B both have permission to leave the animals there. So for regarding Shane. It's private property because only one person is allowed to have fruit there. So it's private property regarding fruit. But it's public property regarding Karen. Rav Tarfin Shita is that in private property, Karen pays Nezek Shalim. 
I, the beginning of the Mishnah, which is talking about private property, and it says you pay chatzinezik, the answer is, it's private and not private. It's private regarding some things, because only one person has, person has permission to leave fruit there. So regarding Shane, which is eating fruit, it's private. But it's public property regarding the attack of the animal, because they both have permission to leave the animals there. So, Okay. So that's the explanation of Rav Elazar. He said, I told this Peshat in front of Zvid. You tell me the entire mission follows of Tarif and Hoktani. Think about it. The next part of the Mishnah says that, and I mentioned this in the past, that eating something is generally shame, unless it's eating something that it's not normal to eat, in which case then it turns into Karen. Karen means abnormal. So if let's say the animal eats food, that's shame. But if the animal eats glass, which is not normal, then that's Karen. So the Mishnah said, the next Mishnah says, The shame is muad. If it eats something that it's supposed to eat, but if it eats something that's not supposed to eat, which is Karen, then it's Chatzin Nezek. Oh, Rav Tarfin, but if it's Rav Tarfin, I thought according to Rav Tarfin, if the entire mission is following Rav Tarfin, that we're talking about in a private domain, and in a private domain you pay Nezek Shalem, so why is it that Rav Tarfin, why is it that Rav Tarfin holds that you pay, according to Rav Tarfin, hold on one second, Recording in progress. So the point is, the Gemara is saying that if it follows Rav Tarfin, that Karen Bechshus Nizik is Chayiv Nezik Shalem, so why does the next part of the Mishnah say that if an animal eats something it's not supposed to eat, which is Karen, that you pay Chatzin Nezik? I thought you paid Nezik Shalem if it taka follows Rav Tarfin. So the Gemara says, okay. So Gemara says, you're right. Really, it's the Rabbanon. So I, what does the Mishnah mean when it says that um, this is how you're supposed to read the Mishnah, in a way that works with the Rabbanon, that Karen is always Chatzin Nezek. This is how you're supposed to read it. There's five Tamim. But if it became a Muad, then there's five muadin, but shein veregel muadin, shein veregel are always muad, mitchilasan, veichanadasan, bechatzar nizik. And where, when it says shor hamazik, it means where are shein veregel muad, bechus hanizik, bechatzar nizik. Okay? So that's, I guess, how you read the brace in a way that works according to the Rabbana. So the Gemara says, Maskifla Ravina, Ravina Sakasha. It says in the next Mishnah, Right? We said in our Mishnah the word, But now you're telling me, according to the Rabbana, that doesn't mean Karen, because Karen is always Chatzinezik. What does it mean? It means Shane Veregel. The next Mishnah says, it takes that line, it says, Ketzad. What's the case? And then it describes the Machlaikas of Tarf and the Rabbana. So again, there's two ways to understand the words, Shar Hamazik the Pasha way to understand is that it's talking about Karen, and it follows of Tarfin. You say no, really it follows the Rabbanon, and Shor Hamazik Nizik is talking about Shane and and and, and Regal. The problem is the next Mishnah says that same line, and then it says Ketzad, and then it prescribes to, proceeds to describe Karen. The Gemara says, Now if you say the Mishnah is referring to Karen, and then then it makes sense. So the mission in our mission it says that you're high of Nezek Shalim, and then it says Ketzad, what's the let's talk about this. 
But if you say the Mishnah is actually talking about chain Varegel, and it's not talking about Karen at all, it's not talking about Karen at all, so then, what, what, so then, so then if that's the case, then why does the Mishnah, next Mishnah just say Ketzad? What well, Ketzad? Introduce it a little bit. Okay, this is what you have to say. This is how you have to read the Mishnah. There are five Tamen. And if you're and if it becomes a muad, it becomes a muad. Meaning, if it does it three times, it becomes a muad. The shein v'regel and shein v'regel are always muad. And this, the five types. Uh, um, I'm sorry, v'zeu shara muad. And if an animal does it three times, that's a muad. V'shar hamazik, b'shus hanizik, machloikus of time from the rabban. And then keitzar. Okay. Then you continue the mission. There are five that are always moved from the onset, and that's That's how you have to read the mission. Tan nami hachi. The brisa similarly states. Chamisha tamenheim. There are five tamen. Vimhuadu chamishin muadan. And if they do it three times, they become a muad. V'shein v'regel muadan mitchilas. And shein v'regel are muad from the beginning. V'zeu shara muad. And now this. Is an example that this that we said that the first three times is Karen of Karen uh, is Tam and then a Muad. You should know it's a Machlaikis of Tarvin the Rabbanon. And there are other types of animals that are always a Muad because they're always dangerous. And that's a Zebariba, Doiba, Nemrabardos, Vanachosh. Okay. Now, so we're saying right now the way, just Agav, the way we're reading the Mishnah is that it starts off that an ox is. Uh, tam for the first two times than a mood, but there's certain animals that are very wild that are mood from the beginning. That's zevaria daiva never bardos. So the Gemara says ika derami la mirma. Some instead of just clarifying this, they ask a question and they answer it. They say like this: tanan chamisha tam vechamisha wad. And it says this five tam and five mood. There's only five mood. Visuleka ika zevaria daiva never bardos vanachash. What about those animals that are mood from the beginning? Umishani and the answer is amravina chasurim esvachitan. This is supposed to read the Mishnah. Chamishin tam and hein vimuadin chamishin muadin. There are five different categories of an ox that start off as a tav and then turn to a mood. And now you say, you know, there's another category of animals that are mood from the beginning. And that's referring to, um, that's referring to Recording in The Gemara continues. Then the Mishnah said that squatting is not normal for an animal to squat on something and destroy it. Therefore, that's considered a karen. Amr of Allah, again, if it's not normal, it's karen. If it's normal and it's pleasurable, then it becomes shane. And if it's normal and not pleasurable, that's regal. But if it's not normal, that's karen. So it says that we say sitting is not normal. Amr of Allah, it's only not normal to sit on large jugs, but sitting on small jugs, that's normal, and therefore it will be considered regal. I have a proof to this. Right now we're saying that right now we're saying that if an animal sits on things, if it's big, it's karen, and you pay chatzin nezik. If it's small, then it's a muad mitchilasan, and you pay nezik shalim. Let me say I have a proof to this. Why? Because the brayzer says An animal is it's normal for an animal to walk and to break stuff because it's regel. And to destroy kalim. Destroying Kalim, that kind of sounds like he's sitting on it. So our Mishnah said sitting is, is Karen, but this says sitting is Regal. What's the explanation? It must be big ones is Karen, not normal, small ones is Regal. So the Gemara says, no. 
Dilma Minatzad. Maybe when it says destroying Kalim, it doesn't mean sitting on it, because that's always not normal. It means crushing it while walking past it on the side. Crushing it on the side. Okay. Some have a different version. According to this version, even small drugs is not normal and it's always Karen. The Brisa says that crushing Kalim is regal. The answer is when it says that it's regal, that's from the side. But sitting on it is always Karen. Some instead of Speaking it out, have a question. Okay, different version of the Gemara. Hazei bari, my baridlis. What's a baridlis? I'm Rav Yehuda Nafriza. It's a Nafriza. My Nafriza. I'm Rav Yosef Apa. It's an Apa animal. Some sort of I don't know weasel-like animal. Meis, I have a kasha. You're telling me that a baridlis is an Apa. Rav Meir Oimer Afat Savua. Rav Meir adds to the list in addition to baridlis a Savua. So how could Apa be a Tzavua and a Bardalist? The answer is like Kasha. A male Tzavua is, is uh, a male Tzavua both, I'm sorry, both, all Tzavuas are Apas, but a, a female a female Tzavua is also a Bardalist. It's a different, uh, a different word for it. Recording in progress. The Gemara continues. Titania Tzavua Zacher Lacha Shevashanim Nasa Atlef. A male Tzavua after seven years. Yeah. After seven years, a male Tzavua becomes an Atlef, a bat. I don't know what this means. Atlef Lacha Shevashanim Nasa Arpad. After seven years, a bat becomes an Arpad. Different type of species. Arpad Lacha Shevashanim Nasa Kimush. After seven years, that becomes a Kimush, a nettle. Kimush Lacha Shevashanim Nasa Choich. Uh, after that, it becomes a thorn, and eventually becomes a demon. I don't know, whatever that means. The Gemara continues. A male spine after seven years can turn into a snake. I think it just means that you could be like you know, once you become older, you could be like uh, snake-like and like uh, you know, dishonest. But that's only true if you don't bow by moedim. If you bow by moedim, if you have that level of humility, your spine will never become like a snake. Go to the next page. A tzavua is also a muid. It's an animal that's always wild. It can't be domesticated. Rav Lazar says also a nachash. So here's the problem. According to Rav Lazar, it's a tzavua and a nachash are both impossible to become domesticated. But what did Rav Lazar say in our Mishnah? Rav Lazar said in the Mishnah, the only one that's impossible to be domesticated is a nachash. But in the Brisa, he said nachash and 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 savua. So which one is it? Is it just a nachash or is it also a nachash and a savua? The answer is tani nachash. So when the when 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 um, when the Brisa says af nachash, take out the word af. Rav Lozer is not adding nachash to savua. He's saying just a nachash. Amr Shmuel, Ari b'shesaravim. If an animal, if a lion is in b'shesaravim, daras va'achal poter. Again. If it's normal, it's Shane. Shane is Pater Nushasarabim. So if a lion pounces, you own a lion, it pounces on an animal and eats it while the animal's alive. Mamish eats it alive. That is normal. Therefore, that's Shane, and Shane is Pater Nushasarabim. But Doras, but Tarafahal, if it tears the animal apart, then eats it, that's Chayiv, because that's Karen. That's not normal, that's Karen, that's Chayiv in Nushasarabim. So killing and eating right away. Um, abnor- uh, that's normal, that's Shane, 
but ripping apart, then eating abnormal karen. Daras v'achal pater, kivan the orchel midras havalei, k'mayish achal peres v'yirak, establish him b'shasarabu pater, taraf, but tearing it apart, and then eating it, lav is not normal. So I know we're saying tearing it apart, not eating it, is not normal. Therefore, it's karen. As opposed to taraf, which which uh, a daras is normal, taraf is not normal. The problem is, you're telling me that tearing it apart is not normal, but we find in Sukkim that it describes that's the way lions act, and the Gemara is going to constantly say that that's always doing it for, uh, for, for saving for later, that's normal, or to feed your lion cubs, then it's normal. But for himself, tearing it apart, then eating it is abnormal. You're telling me that it's not normal for a lion to tear apart an animal? So the Pasuk describes the lion tearing apart its cubs, uh, uh, its prey. The answer is not for itself. That's to feed its cubs. For itself, it would not do that. Abnormal. Karen. Umechanik levaisa. The pasuk says it chokes its prey for its uh, lioness. You see that it is normal. The answer is bishulvaisa. No, no, no. It means it's going to choke its prey so that its lioness can eat later. But it's not normal for it to do it itself. Vimali teraf The pasuk says it fills its caves with prey, with torn up prey. The answer is bishulchayrav. Again, that's to save for later. Umayna teraf bishulmanaisa. Again, for its layer. So the point is tearing apart, eating it alive, normal shane. Tearing it apart, not normal, Karen. Vatanya, the Bryce says, The Bryce is talking about Shane, and it says if a wild beast, including a lion, enters the Chatzar Nizik, and tore an animal apart and ate the meat, because it's Shane. So you see, this is Trafa, rips it apart, and it's Shane. So you told me Trafa is not normal. Over here it says it's normal. So the answer is The answer is the case that it's normal is where it tore apart to save for later. Meaning if the animal tore it apart and ate it, not normal. The case that it's normal and shame is where it tore apart to save. But Gemara says, it says it tore apart and ate it. So what do you mean it tore apart to save? It says it tore apart to ate it. No, no. It tore apart to save. That's normal. Then it changed its mind and it's ate it. How do you know if the animal's changing its mind? They don't tell you what they're thinking. So the Gemara says, And also, when Shmuel says that, uh, that it's, 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 uh, if an animal tears apart, it's abnormal and it's Karen, how do you know that it's tearing apart abnormal? Maybe it's tearing apart to save for later, then change its mind. So. So the Gemara says, This is you have to read the Brisa. If the lion tore apart an animal to store it, but didn't eat it, didn't change his mind, it stored it, or it pounced and ate it, then it's, then it's considered shame, and it's Nezek um, Shalom. Ravina, another answer, when Shmuel said, again, we've been dealing with this, with this issue, that Shmuel said that tearing apart is abnormal, but the Brisa says it's normal. The answer is when Shmuel said that it's abnormal and it's chayev for Karen, it's ba'arbi tarbus. It's a domesticated line, meaning tearing apart is completely normal. I over here it says abnormal, and that's why you chayev in Rosh Hashanah. It's talking about domesticated animals. It's not normal for it to attack. And it follows Rav Loza that you could domesticate a lion. If you tell me that it's talking about a domesticated animal, domesticated animals, then why are you mentioning that it's abnormal to rip apart its prey? It's abnormal to attack. Just say, Stam say attacking is abnormal. The answer is, Shmuel was the one who made a distinction between eating alive and tearing apart its prey. 
it can't be that Shmuel was referring to a domesticated lion because if it's a domesticated lion, there would be no distinction. Rather, when he said that it's talking about a domesticated lion, it was not talking about Shmuel, he was talking about the Mishnah. Kitani Masis and Barbi Tarbis, Lav Orchihu. Meaning, when the Mish, when the Brysa said that if a lion enters Rishus Anizik and tears the pardoned animal, Yerchayiv Nezik Shalim, that he was saying that was referring to a domesticated lion and it's abnormal. So wait a minute, if it's abnormal, that's Karen. So why is it that Yerchayiv Nezik Shalim should be Chayiv Chatsi Nezik? The answer is, well, it's, it is abnormal, but it's done at four times. So it's Karen, but it's Mu'ad. The problem is that that Mishnah was talking about Shane. So now you're telling me it's Karen, so why is it in the Mishnah? Gosh, it's a good Kasha. In progress. The, Gemara, the Mishnah says, What's the difference between a Tam and a Mu'ad? Tam is Shalim Chatsi Nezek Megufa. We know that Tam pays Chatsi Nezek and it's Cap, there's a cap. And a muad pays full nezek, and there is no cap. My aliyah, what does it mean that it pays min aliyah? You pay with the best of your nechasim. Okay, meaning you give the highest quality payment. How do I know the word aliyah means the best? passed away and was buried. Bimale Kivris Bene David. He was buried Bimale in the best of the Kvarm of David. He was buried with the choices of his family members, Mainiu Dovin and Shlaim. So you see, Mala means the best. Okay, let's go a little weiter. But now that we mentioned this Pasuk and Ravalaz, we're going to have a different Pasuk about the Kfura. The Pasuk says they buried King Asa. In uh, in the in the kvarim that he dug out for himself in the city of David, the yashkivu b'mishkav they laid him down in the resting place. Ashemile b'sam b'zanim and they filled it with b'samim and zinim. Ma zinim, my b'sam b'zinim. Rav Lozar zine zinim. Zinim is just the different types of perfume. So they they, they buried him in b'samim and more perfume. Rav Shmuel bar Nachmeni Yomer b'sam shekol meriach ben baludezima. It means such great perfume that if you smell it, you you want to do znos. Fine. The Gemara now continues another drasha. Kikaru Yirmiya said they dug a pit to trap me and they hid snares for my feet. Rav Lazar says that he was complaining. Yirmiya was was lamenting the fact that Klal Yisrael uh, was accused him of living with a Zaina. says they accused him of living with a married woman. Because Yirmiya is separate from his wife, separated from his wife because of Navua, they accused him of either living with a married woman or uh, Zaina. Terrible. If you say that that they accuse him of living with a Zaina, the Pasuk says, for a Zaina is a deep pit. He says that they dug a pit for me and a pit is a reference to a Zaina. But but if you say that he was being accused of living with a married woman, my shucha, then what's the pit? The answer is Atu Ishish is definitely a zaina as well, meaning a zaina is a prostitute, but Ishish is also halachically a zaina. So if a zaina means a pit, then Ishish is also definitely a pit. Um, the Gemara says, 
if you say that they accuse him of living with a married woman, which the penalty is death, this is what the Pasuk says in another area. Yirmiya was lamenting the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he said, Klal Yisrael wanted to kill me. So if, if it's, then it makes sense. If they're accusing him of living with a married woman, then that's, that's Chayv Misa. So he's saying they're trying to kill me. El Amanda Omar, but if you say that they accuse him of living with a Zayna, living with a Zayna is not the death penalty. My Lamavis. The answer is The answer is this was referencing a different story. This was the, 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 the them trying to kill him was not referencing this at all. There was a different story that they lowered him into a pit to try to kill him because he kept on saying that the base of is going to be destroyed and they didn't want to hear it. So it's, according to this, it's two different Maisim. Darish Rava, what does it mean in the Pasuk? You The Pasuk says, that uh, they should be stumbled, that Klaiso should stumble, and in your time of anger they should stumble. What does this mean? Even when they do Maisim of Tzedakah, even when they give Tzedakah, make sure that they give Tzedakah to bad people so that it's not a mitzvah. So they won't be able to Mikabal Sechar. This is refer- referencing to the people who tried to kill Yemia, Yemia Davin, that even when they get tzedakah, they shouldn't have protection. How so? That uh, they should make it that when they when they planning and giving tzedakah, they'll give it to bad. Uh, the people will be uh, fakers, so it won't be a big mitzvah, and then they won't be mekayim the mitzvah and it won't protect them.